When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Claret and Blue. I'm Birmingham Live's Villa reporter, John Townley, and this is your Villa Bulletin on Wednesday the 27th of September. It's match day as Villa host Everton in the Carabao Cup third round later this evening. It's a 7.45 kickoff at Villa Park tonight, but it won't be a full house. Tickets started somewhere in the region of £30 for supporters and there were thousands of seats up for grabs as of Tuesday night. If Villa do advance this evening, they will enter the last 16 of the competition and the draw takes place tonight and proceedings should get underway around 10.15 to 10.30 after the conclusion of Newcastle versus Man City at St. James's Park. I believe that's the live game. So Villa fans driving back home, you can probably catch it on the radio. We'll obviously have it covered on Birmingham Live as well. Wolves and Palace were two Premier League clubs who were knocked out of the competition last night. Brentford and Arsenal play each other. Chelsea, Brighton, Newcastle and Man City, of course. So one of, well, sorry, three of those teams of those three games uh, will also exit the competition this evening, which would be big for Villa if they make it through. It obviously limits the amount of top teams that they could face at this stage of the competition. Villa obviously come into the game this evening on the back of a big victory at Stamford Bridge, obviously only a 1-0, but it was an important win. And I thought it was one of those games heading into the match where Villa should have beaten Everton. They should be beating Burnley and they should be beating Palace as well, especially if they want to fulfil the ambitions that they have this season. And you can expect to lose it against Liverpool and Newcastle, especially away from home, two of the hardest places to go. So I thought Chelsea was a very good barometer of where Villa were at the start of the season. And it almost feels like a bit of a... I wouldn't say a negative start, but Villa have had to contend with injuries. They've obviously lost those games against Liverpool and Newcastle by you know big margins as well. But Villa are only going to improve from here, so it's quite you know exciting that they're in the uh, top six at the moment. They've scored, I believe, the the sixth most goals in the league at, at this stage. They've got players coming back from injury. Jacob Ramsey, of course, Alex Moreno's had or will have another couple of weeks to get ready. He's not 100% comfortable, is the the phrase that Unai Emery said after the win over Chelsea. Uh, but Jacob Ramsey's back, and that's that's the whole of your left side there. So there's a lot of positives for Villa. Um, at this stage, even though there's been challenges and setbacks 
you know, in the in the opening weeks, Buendir on the eve of the season, Mings during the Newcastle game, and obviously a 3-2 defeat to Legia Warsaw as well, which was very recent. But Villa have that competition in their own hands still. It's only the first game. They have another five group stage games to play. It's obviously going to be a difficult campaign, whoever they play in the Conference League, as we saw with Legia, because they were by far and away the favourites to win that game in Villa, even if they did make five changes. Just like the defeat against Stevenage, in a weird way, you almost feel like it could somehow bring the best out of Villa because they've had that sort of bump on the nose. Now they know what to expect and they know that they can't be complacent in any match that they play, especially under an Emery. Heading into a game against Everton, we can expect a couple of changes there, um, of course. And I presume Everton are going to make wholesale changes themselves because they've got bigger things to uh, think about this season especially just to stay in the Premier League. But Villa have to navigate that game well, because if they win that, they're in the last 16 already. Again, a favourable draw there. It's the quarterfinal, then it's the semi-final, then it's a trip to Wembley. So not to look ahead too far, but there's a real opportunity, I think, this season for Villa to go far in that Carabao Cup without it being a detriment to their Premier League campaign or even the Conference League campaign, because the final is obviously in early uh, next year of um, in the Carabao Cup. And by that time, Villa might not have even played their first knockout game in the uh, Conference League. Plenty of opportunities for Villa to win silverware this season, but they need to make sure that they don't underestimate certain uh, teams. And although Everton are a Premier League team, Villa's record is brilliant against the Toffees. If they win tonight, then that will be their eighth win in 10 games since gaining promotion. It'll be interesting to see if Ollie Watkins makes another start this evening, just because he obviously got his first goal of the season, of the league season, that is. Of course, he scored a hatchery against Hibernian, but his first Premier League goal of the season obviously came against Chelsea, his 12th match-winning goal for the club since joining in 2020. He said to the media after full-time that he was relieved to get off the mark. He said... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a bit of relief because as more games go by, there's a lot of talk and pressure, but I just try to block that out and I back myself in front of goal no matter what anyone says. The first one is always the hardest one to get. I'm delighted to get off the mark now and I'm looking forward to those games coming up and plenty more goals for the season. And that's a brilliant attitude to have. And Emery always talks about Watkins's application and his mentality. Um, he's always looking to improve in training and that is the the player that Emery wants to work with, as we've seen. I always say it's testament to the club's recruitment that they can buy players like Louise, Mings, John McGinn, Ollie Watkins, Emi Martinez, Matty Cash, you know, almost the whole squad. And they all have an appetite to improve and they all will improve as well under Emery, as we've seen. And there's new levels that I think that they can reach to. Villa remain in talks over extending Watkins' contract and asked after the game against Chelsea. Emery said that he is aware of the situation, but there's no real update at this stage. Um, Emery's main takeaway from the win at Stamford Bridge was that his side was solid, their defensive structure was good. And of course, it was the club's first clean sheet away from home since beating Chelsea last season in the Premier League. But it's nice to get back to winning ways, isn't it? Away from home. And because that was almost the bedrock of Villa's success last season, that they could go to all sorts of places in the Premier League and get get the results that they needed. So that's something that will um, stand them in good stead moving forward in this campaign. And Esri Concer has been key to Villa's turnaround under Emery. And he continues to shine as well. Perhaps without Mings, there's even more of a spotlight on Concer 
and ahead of the October international break, he deserves a call up for England. Um, whether he'll get it or not, <laughs> possibly, possibly not, and it's probably unlikely considering some of the names that Southgate has picked already in those defensive positions. And there's no real sign that he's going to let many of those go. You're looking at Mark Gay, who has performed well for him. Harry Maguire, for for different reasons, looks like he's going to remain in the squad. But Conte said after the win over Chelsea to the media that he uh, isn't paying attention to the kind of clamour for him to get into the England squad, especially from Villa fans. I am focused on my football at Villa and whatever happens, happens. I'm focused on the present and I'm enjoying it all at the moment. It's not my main focus at the moment, but like I say, if it comes, it comes. Of course, he's talking about a possible England call up there. But he did say it's an ambition, but it's not my main focus. I'm really pleased with my form. I'm enjoying my football and I want to carry on enjoying my football and learning and improving. That is what I will continue to do. So his main focus at the moment is to perform at his best for Villa and asked what Villa can achieve this season. Conta said, you want to win trophies and finish as high as possible. The way we finished last season, we want to kick on from there and go one better. We all have big ambitions. We all have great players in the team. And I'm sure if we keep playing the way we are, we can achieve something and hopefully get a trophy. We want to finish as high as possible and compete with the very best. That is what we did today in the game against Chelsea. And I'm sure we will carry on in the way we are going and we will get more wins. We've had a lot of injuries. Everyone is starting to come back slowly and I feel that will really help us as well. There is always room to improve. No game is ever going to be perfect. There are always going to be mistakes. Every game you can improve on something. We'll look back on Sunday and see what we can take into Wednesday and Saturday too. Away from on-the-pitch matters, Villa confirmed that they will be continuing to engage with supporters to explore options for the selection of a permanent new-look crest after deciding not to use the redesigned round badge beyond this season. Ahead of the club's 150th anniversary next year, Villa would like to ensure that they're building on a suitable identity for the next 150 years and beyond. That was what they mentioned in their statement when they um, when they first introduced this round badge. And back in June 2022, that's when the club began to review their visual identity, including um, exploring a redesign of the shield crest that has been in place for many years, obviously adapted slightly um, in time. 2016, I believe, was the last adaptation. So season ticket holders and members were presented with both options that the club put forward earlier this year, which was the gas lamp option and also the round badge and they were asked to vote which one they prefer. But there was also a part of that voting process. Fans were also asked about would they rather just keep the shield and only 8% took up that option, which was clear to the club that they wanted to change the badge from the um, shield crest that we've been kind of accustomed to with Villa over the last decade and much longer as well, in fact. However, despite 77% of the vote which was cast for the round badge, which kind of pays homage to the 1982 heroes. The club have concluded that the design didn't have the impact which it had hoped for when it was first introduced. And it was quite, a, I would say, mixed reception, I think. Uh, I think I think that would be fair. And the, that's what the club recognises as well. And they say that they've monitored local, national and global reaction, along with feedback to the use of both the shield and round crest at the start of this season. And obviously, they're going to use the results of the original process um, as the kind of foundation and building blocks of what the new crest now will look like. And they will continue to engage with supporters over the coming weeks to arrive at what they call a permanent identity for Villa. And I personally think that's a good call because if they're not satisfied with what was made previously by let's face it, a a, um, a regime that wasn't in place before the arrival of Chris Heck. They have to be 
absolutely sure that the, the, the identity that they're promoting uh, for a club like Aston Villa is, is spot on and I, I think it's the right decision to review that if they're not happy and judging by a lot of fan reaction they weren't happy either so let's see what they uh, create in time I've said for well ever since the club announced that they were going to change the crest i personally like a single line and potentially a star maybe in 1874 or just a simple a of the fc um, but i think a standalone lion is so recognizable it can be used across you know different platforms across all activities that the club pursues business commercial whatever it may be it's distinctive and it's aston villa so that would be my choice we'll see what happens in the short term and again, across Birmingham Live, we'll be covering every um, every inch of that story as it develops. That's all for today's bulletin. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube so you never miss a podcast. And we'll catch you soon up the villa.